You're listening to Your Bright Future with Mrs. J and Mr. LD, a Lavaridge counseling podcast connecting home and school and helping to create a bright future for your students. All right, welcome to the podcast, everybody. We're excited to have you here for another episode of Your Bright Future. Uh, this is our podcast from Lavaridge Intermediate School, uh, Jared. Lounsbury Decker. Correct. Is Mr. Our, LD. Uh, Mr. LD is our sixth grade counselor, and I am Mrs. Jezanowski, uh, affectionately known as Mrs. J mm-hmm. around here. We're alphabet soup in the counseling it's office. It's true. It's true. <laughs> so we wanted to set this podcast up so that you and uh, you as parents and we as counselors can be on the same page, and we're uh, making sure that you're aware of the things that we're focusing on here in our uh, positions at the school and as we interact with your kids. And then we want to hear from you as well. So if you have ideas for us that you'd like to hear in the podcast, if you're curious about something going on at the school that you want more information about, we would really love to have your input. And so feel free to email us, reach out to us through our website, through um, loveridge.net or our counseling website's counseling.loveridge.net. And we are super happy to be uh, responsive to those and we'll interact with you in that way and get you the information that you need. So today we are talking about wellness and mental health and some of the social emotional uh, learning supports that we have here at the school. So Mr. LD is going to give us kind of an overview of what what that means. Those are those are big words and maybe foreign mm-hmm. to some of us, but um, we, we're really taking a, an approach this year and in the last couple, I would say last year and a half, just really focusing on some of these things because we know how good it can be for kids. So Mr. LD, tell us a little bit more about yeah, that. Yeah, perfect. I love this subject. I, I think this is a passion of both of ours and, mm-hmm. and honestly, one of the main reasons I became a counselor because I think it's important to focus on this wellness, you know, starting in that good place, focusing on what's good. And and one of the biggest doorways to that, I believe, is mindfulness. Mm-hmm. And mindfulness, we I mean, that's kind of been a big trend lately. You know, you mm-hmm. see it in popular culture and shows and movies and, and other podcasts, I'm sure. But the idea that we're just able to be present in our mind and, and just... And there's a lot of uh, many different strategies and ways to get there. One one kind of overlying, overarching thing that I often will talk about with students or adults, and you know why that's so important. Adults often, and, and children of course too, but adults often the main reason humans, I should say, seek out mental health supports is is either because of anxiety or depression. And anxiety typically comes from worrying about things in the future, you know, whether that's a school subject, a test, social interactions, things with your family, a job interview, you know, thinking of adult stuff, the election, right? That's mm-hmm. a kind of a topical, timely thing right now, where depression often, and again, I say often, not always, will come from things that tough things that have happened in our past. And one of the great things about mindfulness is it helps us find an anchor in the present where usually we're okay. One of the, often students will come to my office just overwhelmed with anxiety or sadness. And I, one of the first things I remind them is that right now in this moment, they are safe mm-hmm. right now in this moment, there was somebody who cares about them and who isn't going to judge them and that they're okay. And, and so that's why, mm-hmm. you know, that mindfulness kind of just helps us because we all have tough things in our past we all have anxiety and stresses about things in our future, and that's healthy and normal. Honestly, as long as we could keep it in bounds, it's kind of where it impairs 
other normal functionings of our life. Um, and, and so often with mindfulness, it's one thing I work on with students is, and with myself, honestly, is our bodies are such a great tool for being mindful. Our senses, our breath, we will breathe in the future. We will feel things, mm-hmm. physically touch things in the future. But when you do them, they're always present. So that's why so often meditation and mindfulness focuses on the breath, right? You could do a couple deep breaths and just put your attention on those. And that's kind of weird on a podcast, but I'm, I'm going to actually just do a couple. And you breathe in and out. And you just p- try to put your whole attention on those. And out. And, and that grounds you. That helps you just kind of be in the present. Same with touch. I, I often will tell students a little trick they can do when they have anxiety is physically put their hand maybe on their desk, maybe on their clothes, and they could kind of just rub the fabric between their, their two fingers, thumb and forefinger. But they try to put your whole attention in that touch and just for a few seconds. And, of course, your mind wanders. It always does. But you just gently bring it back. And this is such an important thing in today's world where there are so many things, and especially for 6th and 7th graders, one of the things that is often a struggle for them, there's so much in their lives they cannot control. Mm-hmm. And, and mindfulness helps ground them, helps bring that back. And it, it, it's an uphill battle for all of us with, with technology. Technology is so great and so excellent, mm-hmm. and we've talked done a whole podcast about that. But one of the things about it is it is distracting, and we're rarely mindful in our technology use because it, it, it inherently it's it's the greatest invention ever right mm-hmm. we have everything in there it's a non-stop distraction non-stop entertainment but it also allows us to escape being present and and often students say they get sad at night you know when they're in their bed in their room yeah. without their technology when they're laying there and and so i we try to teach them tools to kind of deal with those sad moments when they're when they're kind of struggling. Yes, for sure. The kids uh, who, who especially struggle with technology uh, addiction, or not even addiction, but just that having that constant input into their brains, they're not used to having those moments of just like being present. And, and, and I talk a lot about uh, with kids about, you know, finding moments where you can be bored, like mm-hmm. it's okay. Because mm-hmm. th- those moments when your mind can kind of settle and you can pull yourself into the moment and just be thinking about what's happening right now, the sounds around you, the clouds in the sky, the birds in the trees, mm-hmm. you know. And I think I think that's when we our brain really can start to be imaginative and creative and, for sure. and look for um, ways to uh, help ourselves even more than the internet maybe can because yeah. the internet's kind of canned, right? But our brains are pretty amazing. They keep us they keep us safe. They try to keep us, you know, on track. They do so much for us. And these moments of mindfulness, I think, are just a way for us to kind of take a moment and just really tune in to way, the way we feel and what our body's trying to do and what our brain is trying to tell us. And, you know, for those of us that can do that, it's not an easy thing to do. And I think sometimes people think it's kind of a frou-frou thing yeah. to do <laughs> when really it's it's just a natural thing. You know, when Mr. LD did that breathing just a couple minutes ago, you know, if you do that, if you take that minute, you know, I always feel this tingly feeling mm-hmm. throughout my whole body. Just, you know, those endorphins get released and your brain knows that that's 
the signal to kind of relax and to start to focus. And so it's there's so many great things about it, um, sure. even though it's kind of a complicated and, and uh, simple process, but yeah. complex in, in what it can mean and what it can do. And so uh, we're pretty lucky, I think, to have Mr. LD at our school because he really is... Uh, so in tune with all of these things that, that it's great to learn from well, him. I love to learn. Yeah, yeah. And you're great too. In fact, Tanya, I, I was wondering if you could just say a l- earlier today we were talking about this stuff, and I loved what you said about your past. And oh, yeah, yeah. I, I and I think that's fits great with what we're talking sure about. If you just want to share that briefly, yeah. So this is just something I've learned come to recently, uh, where I heard one of my kind of mentors on a podcast, just like this one, in fact, say that your past can't hurt you. Your past can't hurt you. Your past is something that, you know, it's gone and it's there in your mind, but it's not able to physically at this point hurt you. Mm -hmm. So anything that's happened in your past that's traumatic, anything that's happened that, you know, was dysfunctional, was hard, was, you know, uh, maybe had a big impact on you, the only way that that can affect you now is in the way that you think about it. Yeah. And so every moment you have the choice of how to think, right? Mm-hmm. We have 100%. This is something I really believe. We have 100% control over the things that we think and the mm-hmm. things that are in our brain. And so, you know, I can think about something that tra- traumatic that happened to me not too long ago, and I can choose the way that I think about that. I can either let it be kind of a, a thought that brings me pain because of the things I'm thinking and because of the things that I make that mean for myself, or I can choose to think of it in a more clean way uh, where you maybe there's not a lot of pain there. You're remembering the thing that happened, but you're maybe even seeing some positive things that came out of that hard thing because that is what hard things do for us, I believe, is that they bring us growth mm-hmm. if we can figure out how to how to do them to think about them in that clean way, then we somehow be able, we're able to help ourselves get past it and to learn lessons from it and to actually be at some point grateful for those hard things that happened to us in the past, because we know that that's what got us Totally. Here. No, I, uh, yeah. See, you're, you're so great too. Oh. See, uh, our students are, should be grateful for you very much so as well. But yeah, I, I and it, it's almost a superpower, you know, <laughs> it, it is because like it, superpower, yeah. and, and the, non-stop world in which we live, you know, with TV and technology and everything, being able to pause is such a skill we all need. You know, I, I, this is a passion of mine and I struggle. My brain's always bouncing over the place and I try to meditate and be mindful. And I have apps on my phone that see using technology that help me with that. And in fact, I, I could share some of those. I have a mindfulness bell that will ring about every hour or so. And it, it kind of, you know, draws me back to the moment. There's apps that I use to kind of limit, you know, the distractions on my phone. And I do that one day a week, but it, it, it's a struggle and just trying to be mindful, but it it can be a superpower, but it is so frustrating at first. And even when you've practiced it a lot, I, my mind still jumps all over the place from thought to worry, to stress, to past Mm -hmm. tough things. Mm -hmm. And, and just trying to be present and savor as a parent, for example, and, and I'm sure many of you could relate to this. I have a four-year-old and a one-year-old, and I love them more than anything. But often when I'm home just being with them and playing with them, I'm not really with them. My mind's elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And so I try to r- remind myself to savor because I know someday 
these are going to be sixth, seventh graders <laughs> that don't want much of my attention and don't want that. Where right now, they want all of my attention, which is exhausting. But I try to savor and be present. When, when I'm at my A game, believe me, that's not most of the time I'd say. But I try to be there and just bring that mindfulness to those moments with our family, with our friends, with our coworkers that we enjoy, with my, our students. And it, and it really just enriches every aspect of life. Yeah, yeah. You've been in conversations probably with people where they're not really present. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that can, I, in fact, I used to do that. My, I had a friend that used to call me out in it in high school. She'd be talking to me and I'd be kind of doing that token. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she'd say, stop, wait, what did I just say? What did I just say to you? And I'd be like, uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> say it again, please. Yeah. And so I think people really are in tune to that and they can really tell if you're there, if you're present in that yeah. moment. Yeah, my four-year-old James, he, he even does that to me. He'll say, Dad, what did I just say? Because we ask him that same thing for now. And I'll be like, uh. And he's uh, like, did you not listen? And, and it's just cute. All right. So let us tell you a little bit about some of the programs that we have here at the school that, that your children, that your students might be participating in. They're, I almost called them children, but at this mm-hmm. age, they're almost not children. They're like young young people. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so the students here at our school, we, we do try to teach them uh, every Monday in their advisory class, they have a social-emotional learning lesson. So social-emotional lessons are going to, they talk about, um, they talk about some mindfulness things. They do bring mindfulness into it. Uh, it's more of a concept maybe of wellness and how to resolve conflict, how mm-hmm. to navigate relationships, how to uh, handle bullying if that happens. So a lot of the things that happen in our social relationships and then also that emotional uh, layer that often accompanies those things. And so in those lessons, we the teachers will teach a lesson. The kids will have a discussion. A lot of times they'll have a, a little homework or a, maybe a journaling assignment that they'll do. And then we follow up with that on Wednesdays, uh, on every Wednesday morning, then the teachers will kind of revisit that. And some of those teacher messages are pretty fun mm-hmm. and they, they take a lot of, uh, a lot of good uh, effort with those messages and they put a lot of uh, fun energy into those to kind of just remind the kids of the things that they learned on Mondays. Tuesdays and Thursdays, we just introduced this idea. We did it all last year, uh, but we have started to talk again about mindfulness with kids. So we are teaching them some breathing techniques. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, we'll usually practice some kind of a, a breathing technique. We've took, gone over the star breathing, uh, which is just, you know, if you can picture a star or if you draw a star on your desk or on your leg, and as you move out to the tip of the point of the star, you breathe out. And when you go to the center, you breathe in. Mm-hmm. And so you just draw, you know, trace that star pattern and it helps kids to take those really five deep breaths. And and then we talk about things like grounding yourself and like, and your senses and how to use your senses to pull you in, just like Mr. LD has already gone over. Um, Fridays are usually res- reserved for a little bit of a meditative moment. So we'll do like a nature walk video and, and we'll play some nice music and we'll just let the kids kind of have a moment of transition and peace, you know, as they come to school in the morning. And usually we'll tell them, you know, maybe some of you left, you know, an argument that you had this morning with your parents, or maybe you were rushing around so much trying to get everything together. You just didn't have any time to, to really have any conversations with someone in your family. Maybe you're upset because you didn't get your homework done or there's Mm -hmm. some big test happening today or whatever, but let's just stop right here and take a 
you know, five minute little break where we just are going to just sit in the moment, just try to relax, just try to breathe, leave all that stuff behind you and let's start the day fresh moving forward. And, you know, all the things that we're doing here at the school really are research based. So we, we try to keep all of the things that we're doing with the kids based in you know, the evidence that, mm-hmm. that these things work. And so we, we've seen some really great things come from these, uh, these programs that we have. Another opportunity the kids have is to go to our wellness center. So wellness centers have kind of received a lot of attention lately in the news. Uh, our school has been highlighted in the news in the past. Um, I think most recently Desert Hills High School was, was, uh, Highlighted. I started a wellness center in my elementary school that I was at like mm-hmm. almost 10 years ago, wow. probably eight years ago. So, you know, it's been around for a little bit, but um, this is a great opportunity for the kids who, because we all know how it is. You know, we could be going through a day and then all of a sudden out of nowhere, some emotion hits us for and sure. we're stressed or we're, we're emotional about something. And, you know, sitting in math class is not always the best place to deal with those emotions. <laughs> and it can often be taken for being off task or, you know, you get in trouble with your teacher, like, please pay attention. And But the, the kids are having this emotional turmoil going on inside them. So we've set it up so that the kids can, without revealing a whole lot about what's going on, they can ask the teacher for a pass to the wellness center and they just get to go there and they can either, they will check in with the coach. We have a, our outreach coach uh, works in the wellness center. And so her job is to kind of monitor the ins and outs and, mm-hmm. and she takes a little bit of data so that we can, we can track like how effective our wellness center is. But you know, if the kids want to talk, they can. And if they start to talk about things that are kind of beyond her scope, mm-hmm. then she says, well, why don't we go down and talk to the counselor? And so she'll bring those kids to us and then we get to have a, ch- a chance to talk with them. But most of the time when they go to the wellness center, th- it's they're controlling that situation and they're learning how to use uh, maybe some activity down in the wellness center. Maybe there's some Legos that they you know, want to just concentrate mm-hmm. on building a little Lego toy for a minute or they want to draw or they want to journal or they want to do something that, that they know is going to make them feel better. They spend five, 10 minutes doing that activity and then that allows their emotions to come under control again and they get to hopefully head back to class in a better state of mind so that they can learn again. So last year there was a fun experience. We had a little student who he was one of my favorites and he (laughs) just was one that really struggled. I think he was, you know, on the spectrum and the autism spectrum Mm -hmm. and just a cute kid. But he one day was like, just kind of storming down the hall and, and our principal reached out, you know, saw him going down the hallway and he's like, Hey, can I help you? What's going on? I'm going to the wellness center so I can regulate my emotions. <laughs> and so we that's just, awesome. we just love that. Cause that's exactly what it's yeah, for. Like yeah. we, we've got to, we've got to get these kids here and help them to learn how to do that. Because I think that's where a lot of kids get into trouble at school is when they can't regulate those mm-hmm. emotions. When, you know, their anger gets out of control sure. or their excitement gets out of control or their sadness takes over. And if you can't, if you can't figure out for yourself how to control those emotions or at least how to, you know, minimize them or match them to the size of the mm-hmm. problem. A lot of times that stuff totally. we see too is where we, a little thing happens, but the emotion that comes from the kids is just like 
overwhelming. Mm. It's so big, it doesn't quite match the problem. And so we try to teach them those those ideas and help them to figure out how to do that on their own because that is going to be a healthy kid Definitely. if they can figure out how to do that. And so, so all of those services that we have kind of pulled into our school has really helped us to focus on the whole child, mm-hmm. right? And that's been our motto here at Leverage for quite a long time is that we're not just going to worry about their academics. Um, we're not just worried about the grades. We're not just worried about the assignments coming in or not. We're worried about... You know, why is the assignment not coming in? Why is the student, you know, failing? Why is the student angry? Why are these things happening? And we try to dig a little deeper and just look at what we can do to help that person become a healthy little person who knows how to handle the things that are going to come to them in life because they're not always going to be in this very nurturing environment where we're here to help them, where they have supports, they're mm-hmm. going to eventually be out on their own. And so we really want to set them up with some tools and the things that they need so that they can take charge of that themselves. Yeah, no, I, I love it. And you're exactly right. Where <laughs> This is such a critical period for these kids because the world is tough, and, and and unfortunately for many of our students, it's tough right now. Yeah, that's true. And 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 again, mindfulness is just, and and the wellness focus is such a great way for these kids to focus on what they can actually control, mm-hmm. which often may be nothing more than their emotions and their thoughts about it. I, I love uh, Victor Frankel, you know, as a Holocaust Holocaust survivor who wrote *Man's Search for Meaning*, mm-hmm. and and and. He, that's what he writes about is that, and his is an extreme, extreme case, obviously, but for many sixth graders, they may feel similar where they cannot control much about their life, mm-hmm. but they can control what's going through their mind. And, and it takes practice and all these programs and all these ideas we have are just to help reinforce that, to mm-hmm. help them focus on what is good and to be present. And so you know, Talk to your students about it. Ask them about it. Because often, you know, yes, they've heard about it, but they haven't really delved into it themselves. So it's it's great to have those conversations and kind of push them towards that. Yeah, we had one family last year, too, that I loved as we were starting to really implement this program where um, she came into the school and she said, you know, we love love these Monday lessons. My student comes home every day and we sit at the table and we ask, you know, what what, what did you learn today? And he was teaching his family breathing (laughs) techniques and he was teaching his family how how his brain works. And so it's pretty awesome stuff. I mean, we, we... all can benefit from mm-hmm. it, not just mm-hmm. our students, but as a family, we, you know, you guys can benefit from this. And, and so you can always access. So let me just give you a couple of details. Um, on our counseling website, counseling.loveridge.net, we have a page there that links to um, not only the SEL lessons, the secondstep.org, which is where all the lessons are. And, and there are materials there for parents. So if you wanted to you know, get in, more involved in that and see what's going on, you, I'm sure that there's materials there that can help you to reinforce things with your students. There's also a link on our website to the Washington County uh, School District Wellness page. Mm-hmm. And so uh, there's a lot of great resources there as well that can really help you to understand kind of what's going on. And this is not just our school. Let me, let me clarify that. So our district... Uh, it has a wellness mm-hmm. um, director. Like it's her job to h- help all of the schools have a wellness program and to have the wellness centers if they, if that's what they're if that's one of the directions they want to go, and to help implement uh, these kinds of things. So hopefully, you know this this 
grade these grades that we're working with right now they will be going forward like we mm-hmm. said with the skills that they need and um, that can only help uh, you in your home in yeah. your family if you are teaching those things as well that's going to help them here at school so we just we just love partnering with you we love being able to you know I love one of my favorite things is when I am talking to a student about something important and the kid says yeah that's what my mom says yeah. or yeah that's what Amen my dad that. says that it's is... like I just feel like doing a little happy dance because yeah, I'm yeah. like that's when the kids are going to get it is when mm-hmm. they know that it's not just mom and dad that's mm-hmm. saying this it's not just their counselor it's saying this it's it's both of us together and that's when it starts to really have an impact so that's the goal we really want to just um have each other's backs. Yeah. I think that's the whole point. So, and, and this podcast has been a really great way to be able to give you guys some of the things that we're, we're doing. So please, again, I say this every time, but I really mean it. Like if you have something that you want to talk to us about, just email us and we are going to do our very, very best to answer the needs of our families because that's what we're here for. So. For sure. And subscribe. We, we love seeing that so that you can know when we put them out. We're doing every other week. Every other week, every other Friday. So, yeah, and we're we're growing. Our numbers yeah. are growing. I think the number of plays every week are growing. So the more families that can hear this, the more families can benefit, we hope, and the more input we'll get from you guys. So it's just a good thing. So subscribe. If you want to go to iTunes and leave us a review, I think that helps too because yeah. then people can actually find us a little bit easier when there's more reviews and stuff so there's that um and we just appreciate the time that you spend with us this is valuable time we we know that you could be spending it doing a lot of other things and the fact that you're taking the time to listen to us we are just really humble and grateful for that so thank you thank you thank you yeah thank you so much and have a wonderful day yeah we'll see you next time bye-bye